An analogy is not a proof that your science is real. It's a way of illustrating what's real about it to someone who has a different reality than you do. I'm David Oti, and this is The Power of Story and Science, a mix of content and conversations on how to bring your science to life through powerful presentations. Ever encounter the challenge of making your work clear and understandable to someone outside your field of expertise? This is a problem many technical experts face. In today's content episode, I'll take you through three distinct yet easy to use verbal tools that can help you help others understand the nature of your work. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Power of Story and Science. I'm your host, David Oti, and as you may know, on this program we have a mix of content and conversations on how to bring your science or your engineering solution or your other technical information to life using the power of story. Today's episode is going to be a content episode. What you're going to pick up in this relatively short episode are three tools that can help you tell the story of your work. Now, you may be telling the story of your work to someone who is familiar with your science already, or perhaps with a a non-technical audience. Either way, these tools will work. You'll just adapt them slightly as you go along. So, three tools to help you tell the story of your technical work. Here we go with tool number one. Analogy. Analogy is a powerful tool for helping someone who is not as technically versed as you or as versed in your particular field to understand, in some way, the result of what you're doing. Not perhaps the exact technique of how you're doing it, but what you're trying to help someone see is how someone might benefit from the work that you're doing using an analogy to another benefit that they can understand. For example, years ago, I was working for the Society of Broadcast Engineers in the role of frequency coordination director. I was helping local frequency coordinators throughout the country to help their local broadcasters coordinate their use of what's called broadcast auxiliary spectrum, radio frequencies, microwave frequencies that they used for things like news gathering. And so in trying to explain this to someone very non-technical, say, my mother, I would say, it's as if you had a parking lot and you were the parking lot attendant. And at the start of the day, everybody wants to pull into the parking lot and fill up all the spaces. And you're simply directing people so that they can use all those spaces without a conflict and be able to pull into them and then pull out of them again when they're done. It's as if you had, you see? So that phrase, it's as if you had, is a great way to start an analogy. You have to think hypothetically. Analogy has been described as the tool that is used effectively by very intelligent communicators because you have to have a way of understanding your own work and how it connects to something someone else already knows. So it requires a certain amount of imagination. But I thought, well, everyone can understand a parking lot, right? Then my work changed. 
because the amount of spectrum that those news operations were allowed to use was being reduced. So I had to explain myself all over again. And I said, it's as if you were to take away part of that parking lot and sell it to someone who wants to build a Starbucks on the corner. How do we accommodate as many users? Well, what we decided to do was paint narrower spaces in the parking lot. We're going to restripe the parking lot with the same number of spaces, but they'll be skinnier. And you might think, well, wait a minute, how can we park in those skinnier spaces? We can't do that. You can if the person who's interested in purchasing the land, purchasing the land for the Starbucks agrees that as part of that deal, they're going to buy you skinnier cars that you can park in the skinnier spaces. And through the magic of digital compression, the skinnier cars hold just as many lattes and cappuccinos as the original cars did. But you had to learn how to drive them. So my job changed. My job changed to being the person in charge of the driver training program to teach people how to drive the skinnier cars. And that really describes the next phase of my career. It was a training effort to help people understand how to use the new digital radios that used less spectrum. Very much like parking in the same parking lot, but in skinnier spaces. And that analogy started out with, it's as if you were to take away part of the parking lot to build a Starbucks. So two phrases you can use to set up an analogy. They start out the same way and then just deviate slightly. It's as if you had, or it's as if you were to, or were to take, or were to do, or were to try. It's as if you were what? That's where you get hypothetical. Keep in mind that an analogy is not a proof that your science is real. It's a way of illustrating what's real about it to someone who has a different reality than you do. Someone who has an understanding based on perhaps many different real-world experiences, but just not your particular flavor of science, engineering, mathematics, finance, whatever your topic is. So that's tool number one, analogy. Think about an effective analogy for describing your work using verbal tools like it's as if you had or it's as if you were to take or do some other verb there. The second tool that you're picking up today is something that I'm going to attribute to the comedian and author Judy Carter. A comedian? Yes. Judy Carter wrote a book on stand-up comedy, and then she wrote another book that is, I'll put the title in the program notes, that is helpful for speakers to uncover their heart story, as she calls it. And what I really like about this book is her tool called the Core Promise Formula. So here's another verbal formula that you can use, courtesy of Judy Carter. It goes like this. You know how people have this problem, they... And then you fill in the blank with what the problem is. And for the word people, you can substitute something more specific. So, for example, here's how I might use it. Now, remember, this is different from analogy. I'm not trying to construct an analogy here. I'm trying to give you a sense of the value of what I do in this example. You know how scientists have this problem? They do very technical, cutting-edge work, and other people may have a hard time understanding that work? You see, that's the question we start with. 
And then I would go on to answer that question. Well, what I do is I help scientists see how they can use tools like analogy and other verbal tools to make what they do more understandable to the average layperson. So it starts out with the question that's framed thusly. You know how people have this problem, they, and then fill in the blank. And instead of the word people, you can use something more specific. As in my example, you know how scientists have this problem. So jot that down. You know how people, or fill in the blank, have this problem, they, blank. And then you provide what your solution to that problem is. What you're doing there is by stating the question first, the problem statement, you're drawing your focus as well as your listener's focus to a very concise statement of what the problem is that you're solving. And once people understand that, they'll have a, a framework for comprehending the nature of your work. Oh, you're solving this particular problem. So if you are a pharmaceutical scientist, you might say something like, um, you know how pharmaceutical scientists have this problem. They have to try to figure out how to sneak drugs past the barriers that, say, uh, a cancerous tumor would set up because they don't want to absorb the drugs that will kill them. Well, what we've done is we have come up with, and then you explain what your solution is. Once you've framed the problem in terms that people can understand, they're much more likely to be able to understand your solution. So that's two tools so far, analogy and the thing Judy Carter calls her core promise formula. Now I'm going to give you a third tool, and this is something that I'm going to attribute to Another source, again, this is from the work of Randy Olson, who has been a guest on this show. Randy Olson, Ph.D., is a former marine biologist turned filmmaker. And when he left the field of academic science and moved to Hollywood to become a filmmaker, he discovered that Hollywood knows a few things about telling stories, a few things that scientists and other very technical speakers and communicators could benefit from. And so he distilled this into something called the ABT formula. And ABT stands for three connecting words, and, but, and therefore. Listen as I give you an example of the ABT formula or structure at work. You do excellent research or design work in your field, and you want people to understand the value of the work that you do, but sometimes it's hard to help them understand the very technical work that you do. Therefore, you need some specific verbal tools to make your work understandable. See how that works? In essentially one statement with appropriate conjunctions, you establish a baseline. This and this, A and B, for example. But now there's a change in direction. There's a, a contradiction or a contrast being drawn. You do good work and you want people to understand your work. There's the baseline. But it's very technical work and people have a hard time understanding it. So you've set up a contrast there. Therefore, you need a tool that will help you do X, make your work understandable. This formula 
is a way of telling the story of your work that overcomes the barrier that so many people have when it comes to telling a story. Because so many stories are told, this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened. It's and, and, and. Or as Randy Olson calls it, the AAA formula. And there's no structure. So it's hard for people to follow. It's hard for people to understand how the next event was, say, precipitated by the event before it. The ABT structure adds just enough, well, I'll rephrase it. The ABT formula adds just enough structure to that narrative that people are much more likely to follow you through the and, and, through the, the joining of, of two or perhaps three ideas to set a baseline, the but, which suggests a change in direction, and the therefore, which suggests what will happen when we go in that direction. So the and, but, therefore is becoming more widely known in a lot of fields, not just science, but marketing and other fields, as a simple yet powerful tool for structuring the narrative around the work that you do. So there you have it. Three tools that can help you explain the story of your work, whether you're a scientist, engineer, or any other analytically thinking, quantitative thinking professional who is challenged to tell and share the story of your work. Three tools. Analogy, using the verbal tool, it's as if you. The core promise formula, which starts out with the verbal tool of the question, you know how people have this problem, they, and you go on from there and the ABT, or and, but, therefore, model. This statement and this statement are true, but this statement is also true, therefore, we need to go in this direction to resolve them. ABT, and, but, therefore. I would love to hear your examples of how you use one or more of these tools to help other people understand your work and the value that it brings to people. So if you would contact me, I'd love to hear from you. Here is a simple way to do that. I've created a new URL. It's called talktodavidnow.com. Make sure you put the now in there or you'll go somewhere else. Talktodavidnow.com. If you'll put that in your browser, it will take you straight to my calendar and you can schedule a discovery call, a 15-minute Zoom conversation with me in which you can share with me how you have used one of these tools. And if you'd like some help sharpening that tool, I can help you with that as well. No obligation, just a conversation. I'd love to hear from you. This is The Power of Story and Science. And I'm your host, David Ote. I thank you for being part of this community, and I look forward to hearing from you. This has been The Power of Story and Science. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend, leave us a review, or so that you don't miss anything, subscribe at Podbean or wherever you like to get your podcasts. This program is a production of Speaking of Solutions, LLC. Theme music by Kevin Lufkin. 
I'm David Odie. Thanks for listening. 